The book of Psalms, chapter number 94. If you'll stand with me to the book of Psalms, chapter number 94. Verses 16 and 17. Psalms 94, 16 and 17. Who will rise up for me against the evildoers? Or who will stand up for me against the workers of iniquity? Those are two good questions, isn't it? Who will rise up for me? Who will stand up for me? And then the psalmist answers his own question, verse 17, unless the Lord had been my help, my soul had almost dwelt in silence. Unless the Lord had been my help, my soul had almost dwelt in silence. Lord, I pray, God, for your help for me today. While I'm preaching your word, I pray your anointing upon ears to hear. God, I pray that you would have your way in this place. Let the anointing of the Holy Ghost move in this house. God, pour out your spirit. Let the power of the Holy Ghost move. I pray, oh God, confirm your word with signs following. Draw souls to you today, Lord. God, we pray and we praise you for it in Jesus' name. And everybody said amen. Give the Lord a hand clap of praise as you're being seated this morning. It was just a few minutes after Sophia Vale entered her apartment building in the Bronx borough of New York City. As a matter of fact, it was the last time she would ever enter her building. A neighbor reported hearing someone scream, help me, help me. But the neighbor didn't call 911. On that April day of 1995, no one called. Several neighbors said they heard screams, but none of them did anything. The police department said if they had just called us, Sophia Vale may still be alive. Instead, this young lady was held prisoner for four days before she was strangled, set on fire, and dumped. In another incident, investigators are wondering why neighbors waited more than half an hour to call the police after hearing the screams for help from a woman who was stabbed to death outside of her apartment. In yet another case, police found 21-year-old Ebony Garcia lying in a pool of her own blood, stabbed a dozen times. She died two hours later at a hospital. Witnesses say that neighbors ignored her screams for more than 30 minutes before someone finally called the police. One neighbor said that she ignored the cries because she thought that it was just another drunk person. And so she put her window down so she wouldn't have to hear the, scri the cries of this 21-year-old dying 
young woman. A young girl was chased by a man in Auckland, New Zealand. She ran up to a woman who was filling her car at a gas station, pleading for help. The woman simply ignored the young woman, got in her car, and drove off. And later that day, the 13-year-old victim was drug into bushes, assaulted. In a hospital in India, king-sized black ants ate the eye of a 50-year-old diabetic patient as nurses ignored her cries for help. In London, England, a woman was murdered while five officers within just a little bit ignored her cries. A 22-year-old woman was brutally assaulted in a subway station. Her cries were ignored by two subway employees just a few feet away. A tavern manager said he ignored the cries for help from a woman who was gang raped by 11 men because his bar was closed and he didn't want to get involved. Over and over we could go talking about cries for help being ignored. We all should sit here amazed at the cruel coldness of a person who can hear the cries for help and do nothing. It is difficult for me to consider how someone could drive away from a 13-year-old girl begging for help, being chased by a stranger. Or how someone could listen to a woman cry for 30 minutes and then just put their window down so they didn't have to hear it anymore. It's a sad indictment against humanity when it doesn't matter whether it's America or India or Ireland, New Zealand or all these places that I mentioned where somebody is willing to ignore the cries for help from someone in danger and dying. Every father in this place ought to consider what it would be like if someone had ignored the cries from their child or from their wife, a cruel, unfeeling, hardened heart that will allow something terrible to take place when just a little intervention could make all the difference in the world. I would pray that if it were my wife or one of my daughters that someone would simply do something. But in story after story, we've seen that too many people are just too busy to have their lives interrupted by somebody that just needs a little bit of help. Don't bother me. Don't wake me. Don't interfere with me. I must say that as I read these stories, my heart became angry at the idea of someone who would let a young woman die simply because he said, I did not want to get involved. Or the woman that puts her window down so she can go about whatever it was she was doing and not have to listen to the dying cries of a young girl in the street. I'm telling you, if it had been my wife, my sister, my daughter, my mother, somebody, I know I'm a preacher, but somebody would have to restrain me from doing something to the person that ignored the cry for help. I don't know if anybody can identify with what I'm feeling right now, but I am angry at those people that could let somebody simply die 
because they were too busy watching their program or doing whatever they were doing to want to interfere and help somebody that needed rescue. Amen. And so the psalmist, the psalmist asked two rhetorical questions. One, who will rise up for me? Is there anybody that will stand up for me? Is there anybody who will help me? He asked the question, who will stand up for me against the workers of iniquity? Is there anybody who cares enough to get involved for my cause? Is there anybody concerned enough to out of their way just a little bit to do something to rescue me before it's too late? Is there anybody who will rise up or stand up? Is there anybody who can hear my cry for help? Does anybody care about me? It's obvious that the psalmist felt isolated and alone. He asked the question, who will rise up? I know you're comfortable. I know you're cozy. I know you're at ease. I know that you're relaxing. I know you're taking it easy. I know you worked all day and you're tired, but I wonder if there's anybody that will rise up for my cause. Will anybody stand up for me against the enemy? I understand, my brothers and sisters, that God has certainly been good to us. I look across this room from side to side, and I see people who are blessed of God. I see people that God has been good to. I see people that God has brought out, that God has poured his spirit out. My question is, are we too comfortable to care about somebody that needs rescued? The, the psalmist said, unless the Lord had been my help. If God hadn't showed up when he did. Oh God, you going to help me preach a little while? Unless God had showed up when he did. Unless God had picked me up when I was down. If it wouldn't have been for the Lord that showed up for me, my soul had almost dwelled in silence. May I tell you this morning that I'm glad that God came to me. I'm glad that God rescued me. I'm glad that God found me. Amen. I'm glad that he heard my cry. I'm glad that he didn't ignore me. I'm glad he didn't close the window on me. I'm glad he didn't drive away from me. I'm glad he didn't just ignore my cry, but he heard my call. Somebody ought to praise him. Oh, God, I'm glad you didn't ignore me when I called for help. I'm glad you didn't ignore me, Lord Jesus, when I called your name. He said, if the Lord hadn't been my help, my soul, everybody say my soul. My soul had almost dwelt in silence. Notice the psalmist did not say that without the Lord's help, my body would have been silent. My mouth would have been silent. He said, my soul would have dwelt in silence. Not my body, not my flesh, but my soul. My soul is what I'm concerned about. May I tell you, I hope, I hope, I really honestly say that I hope you don't get sick. I hope you don't have pain in your body. I hope you don't get hurt. I hope you don't get a cold. I certainly hope you don't get coronavirus or coronavirus again for a lot of us. I hope that we 
don't have physical trouble and trial, but more than anything else, I'm more concerned about our soul. Amen. I can limp. I can be hurt. But if my soul is in trouble, then I'm in real trouble. Oh, God, help me to have my soul right. Help me to be concerned about my soul. God, help us to have a consciousness of our soul in this place today. Amen. Amen. God, I don't want my soul to be silent. Amen. Talking about silent. My dad worked in, in the Chrysler factory in Kokomo, Indiana for years, and the sound of those machines, the grinding of gears and all, all that noise. They, there's a lot of those older workers that, that have grown deaf over the years from the volume of the noise. And, and my dad got to where you, you, if you talked to him, he'd have to kind of be looking at you to tell what you were saying. And, uh, and, and, or he'd have to, you'd have to speak up so he could hear it real good. And, uh, and then it was just a, a few months after my mom died that my dad went and got fitted for hearing aids. And, uh, and I asked him, I said, Pop, why'd you wait all these years to get hearing aids? He said, because I didn't want to hear your mom talk that much. <laughs> he wore those hearing aids till about a year after he got remarried. Last time I was up, I noticed he wasn't wearing his hearing aids again. If you need hearing aids, I know where there's a couple of them for sale cheap, probably. He said, if the Lord hadn't helped me, my soul had almost dwelt in silence. May I tell you that you are not just a body, but you are a spirit soul. And body it is the soul of a person that contacts God the soul includes the subconscious mind the emotions the will that soul that gives you personality rationality feeling self-awareness the body is your physical creation that helps you relate to the world that you live in the body that the body that man has is it's it's that, that physical aspect that touches the things in this world. But the soul is that non-physical part of you that touches the things in the spirit world. Amen. First Thessalonians 5 and 23. And the very God of peace sanctify you wholly. And I pray God your whole spirit and soul and body be preserved blameless until the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. Man is described as a living soul in creation. Not a living person, not a living body, but a living soul, which God breathed life into. May I tell you that that breath that God breathed into him, the word in the original Hebrew is the word ruach, and that is the word that's translated as spirit, God breathed spirit into Adam, and Adam became a living soul. May I tell you, you don't really come alive until you've been filled with the Spirit of God. Amen. You can have a body, you can be formed, but you're not really alive. You're never really alive until you've been filled with the Spirit of God. Adam laid lifeless there 
in the garden. God had formed him from the dust of the earth. He laid there lifeless until the Spirit of God breathed life into him. And how many people are living lifeless in this world, walking from, from home to work and here and there, just living life, but they're dead on the inside, waiting for God to breathe his Spirit. I'm going to tell you what we all need is a breath of God's Spirit into us again today. God, let the Holy Ghost breathe life into me. Praise God. I wish somebody would lift your hands and say, God, breathe your spirit into my life. And man became a living soul. You never really live. Amen. So you got the Holy Ghost. Praise God. Amen. I, I was doing a Bible study with somebody a few weeks ago. I, and, uh, and they were telling me about their experiences in other, in other churches and they, in other denominations. And they went here and they got baptized in that, baptized in that church and, and, and their life didn't change. And then they, they went over there and they tried this one and it, and it didn't work and they, it didn't change. And they went over here and, they, and it didn't work. And they said, Brother V, he said, I almost, I almost had given up on God thinking that, that it just wasn't real. He said, but then I came to Bethlehem Church and I got baptized. And then when I got the Holy Ghost, he said, it changed everything about my life. I'm telling you, you're never really alive. Woo, You're never really alive until the Holy Ghost gets in you. God, breathe on me again. God, breathe on me again. God, breathe your spirit into me. Somebody ought to raise your hand and say, God, baptize me with the Holy Ghost. Put your spirit inside of me. I'm telling you, the spirit of God will change your life. God is not a risk. My God, I feel something up here. Amen. I wish we'd shake ourselves just a little bit this morning and say, God, baptize me with the fresh anointing of the Holy Ghost. It'd do good for our gray-haired saints to get another touch of the Holy Ghost. It'd do us good for the Holy Ghost to move back in that children's church and baptize every one of those little babies in the Holy Ghost. It'd be good if it moved on this side and this side and this side and this side and this side, in the front, in the middle, in the back. I would to God that our camera operators had to just leave the camera to run the aisle because the Holy Ghost got on them. Hey, I'm telling you, breathe into me one more time, God. I wish somebody say, God, baptize me fresh. Breathe the breath of life into my soul. Fill me with your spirit, God. Hey, somebody ought to lift your hands right now and say, God, whatever you got for me, I want it. God, whatever you have for me, I want it. God, whatever you have for me, I want it. Oh, yeah, go ahead. Speak that out. Hey, we're not, if we're too, if we're too fancy to have the Holy Ghost move, then we're too fancy. If we're too dignified for God to shake us, then we're too dignified. What we need more than anything else is the breath of God to make us alive one more time. Hallelujah. Woo, glory to God. Come on, I feel the Holy Ghost here right now. 
Hey, somebody wants to speak it out, but you're afraid what somebody think about you. Don't care what somebody that's afraid to yield to God thinks about you. You let the Holy Ghost work. Amen. You need the Spirit of God. Hey, if it hadn't been for the Lord, that was my help. Then, then my soul would have been in silence. Come on, it's prayer meeting time for just a moment around here. Amen. Somebody ought, to fit. Somebody ought to yield to the Spirit of the Lord. You need the strength that God is wanting to infuse in your soul right now. Maybe it's been a long time since you felt his anointing and you're ready for another touch. You ought to just throw your hands up and say, God, this is my time. This is my moment. God, I need it right now. Come on. God, breathe your breath. God, breathe your breath. In the name of Jesus, breathe one more time the breath of life. Go ahead, sister. Let your soul talk for a minute. Woo, glory to God. I wonder if anybody else is hungry for a fresh anointing. How long has it been, brother? How long has it been, sister? I know we play church and clap our hands, stand and sit, but how long since you really let the Holy Ghost get down deep? Are you hungry? Breathe the breath of life into me, God. Hey, if you want the Holy Ghost, you don't even have to know what it is. You just start praising God. It's happening. It can happen where you're standing. It can happen where you're sitting. If you're hungry for the breath of God, say, breathe on me. Breathe on me. Amen, that's right. Come on, it's Holy Ghost time. It's Holy Ghost time. Breathe, God. Breathe on me. Breathe on me, God. Breathe on me with a fresh anointing. Breathe on me, God, with a fresh touch of the Holy Ghost. Oh, God, let a fresh anointing move. God wants to make you a living soul. God wants to make you a living soul. That's right. Come on, when you're hungry, you don't care what anybody else thinks. When you're hungry, you don't care what anybody else does. You just know you need to touch heaven. You ought to throw your hands up as high as you can right now and say, God, let a fresh anointing of your spirit. I may not understand it. I may not know exactly how it works, but I know I'm hungry and I know I feel something right now. So God, baptize me. Oh, yes, Lord. It's revival time. 
It's Holy Ghost time. You ought to lay your hand on somebody close to you and say, pray with me till I pray through. Hallelujah. Oh, thank you, God. Oh, that's right. Come on, you ought to be praying one for another. Amen. I want oil in my lamp when he comes back. I want to have had a fresh baptism of the Holy Ghost when the Lord comes back. Amen. I don't want my soul to be in silence when the Lord comes back. That's right. Reach over, pray for somebody close to you. Amen. We ought to have a Holy Ghost outpouring from front to back, from left to right, from side to side. We ought to have a move of the Holy Ghost in this place. That's right. Come on. It's time for a fresh anointing. It's time for a fresh touch of your spirit, God. Hallelujah, Lord. I'm hungry. God, I'm thirsty for you, Lord. Holy Ghost. Oh, yes, Holy Ghost, move in this place. Holy Ghost, move in this place today. Hallelujah, Lord Jesus.
let a fresh baptism of the Holy Ghost fall on these sweet people, God. Oh, God, let a fresh anointing from heaven sweep across this place. Hey, Abbasa. Before our soul loses its voice, baptize it fresh with the Holy Ghost.
I will bless the Lord. Amen. This is our chance to bless him back for the great things that he's done and doing. Amen. That's right. Let's worship him and thank him. Looking forward to a great time in the Holy Ghost tonight. Brother Vincent's going to be here. Amen. This certifies that Milton Harper was baptized in Jesus' name this morning, the 7th. was baptized in Jesus' name. I think she stepped out to go to the restroom just a moment ago. Hope Willard was baptized in the name of Jesus. Amen. Chelsea, we're so glad you're here. for church again tonight. Anybody going to bring somebody with you? God's going to do some great things tonight. Come expecting God to move and to perform miracles, signs, and wonders. Nothing's impossible. Tell your neighbor, nothing's impossible. Something's going to happen. Amen. One more thing. Remember first steps? Remember first steps if you're a guest or a new member or if you are a young person for the next month. We're going to be in first steps in the new building, in the new dining room. Don't forget about that. Free lunch is provided. You can be dismissed in Jesus' name. <laughs>